we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey, welcome to the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast. I'm Don Maeda, joined here in Corona by Mike Antonovich. And we've got uh, last night's Anaheim 1 big winner, Justin Cooper, on the line. So, Justin, man, congratulations. Uh, I know the win was a big special, special, uh, man, once-in-a-lifetime thing for you. How, how was it? Yeah, it really was. Uh, it was just the fact that it was A1 and... That's what made my my first one so special. It's uh, it's still really hard to get over, just like the feeling of, of how it went last night. It's pretty surreal. I kind of have to like, you know, just it's every time I, I see something about it, it's just like kind of reminds me a little bit, and it, you know, gets me back to, you know, how I felt yesterday. It was it was an awesome night altogether. Mm-hmm. The whole day went really good, and um. Yeah, I qualified second behind my teammate all day, and then it came race time, and you know I was able to get the heat one and then the main one. Yeah, I, I guess pretty much a perfect day. Yeah, um, it, it's funny because uh, you know when you think about what you accomplished last year, you know, uh, you know being in contention for the national championship outdoors and everything, it's like, wow, it really was your first win, and, it, and it's like to me. In my head, it seemed like you'd won before, but uh, it was awesome for uh, for all of us fans and for Anton and I. We were talking about how how obviously emotional you were about it. You're pretty uh, you're pretty happy. Yeah, I tried to express myself, you know, the best I could. Try not to hide anything on the podium, and I really tried to speak like what I was feeling at the time. So um, it was it was a lot to take in, and it was a short amount of time before I was able to, you know before I was on the podium talking about it. So kind of had to gather myself and, you know, kind of talk about how, how the race went through, through my eyes. So I felt like I rode really good and really smart and kind of just, I guess smart is the right way to uh, describe the main event for me. I was pretty patient and uh, I pretty much had the, had the lead right in front of me. So, Mm-hmm. I was just waiting. I saw a couple of mistakes, and I just kept waiting. And it was getting closer to the end, so I was, you know, getting ready to start setting up a move. But um, just as I started doing that, uh, Austin ended up going into the hay bales. So that's kind of kind of what I was waiting for. And um, from there, it was pretty much, you know, smooth sailing to the to the end. Hey Justin, did you feel like you had one spot in particular where you could make up a lot of time on Austin, like where you were setting it up and you had the spot in mind where you wanted to make the pass? Um, not really. I I just felt like I could. I was riding kind of at like eighty to ninety percent. I felt like uh, for some of the race, and you know when I when I needed to to up that intensity and get get back up to Austin's back wheel, I felt like I could do that pretty easily. So. Uh, I was kind of just winding down the clock and, you know, being a little bit strategic with how I was going to do it. Um, I was counting on a mistake and 
that's kind of what happened there. But uh, I was ready to go after him if it if it needed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the race over yet today? I watched it once. It was uh, yeah, I just watched it a couple hours ago. Um, um it was... no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like there's been a lot of stuff. I'm I'm sure you learned a lot and saw different ways where you could have seen how the race was going because it's different after you have a chance to soak it in a bit yeah it's definitely when you get to replay it you you know you see the the third person point of view and uh you see what everyone else sees so it's cool to you know go back and you know watch what you're doing right what, what you're doing good and maybe what you could work on from there but uh uh nothing really i can complain about it was a pretty solid night for me and I felt like my riding was really good. I didn't make any really major mistakes, so I was happy with the consistency and you know the way I played out the main. Mm-hmm. Hey, what up? <clears throat> you know, uh, another thing Anton and I were talking about tonight was we were both on the floor shooting photos. So he's had time to rewatch the race. Um, I've not had a, t- a chance yet. But what happened in the heat race? Um, there's some contact between you and Forkner. Not really. Um, why was he so I, upset? Because <laughs> he, he went down. I mean, everyone gets fired up when, you know, there's there's some close racing and you you end up getting the shorter end of the stick. But mm-hmm. I think he figured out that it wasn't, it was just racing and it was it was all clean. So, um, yeah, no, no reason. I, I could see why he's fired up. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was anxious to get to the front. I saw an opening and I, you know, I went in and, dove under him so yeah that's uh that's racing and i i think that was a good move 10 out of 10 times yeah there was a clip on instagram of him uh shouting at you after the race and there was some speculation in the caption about what he said but did you actually hear what he said yeah it was uh people keep asking me that and i i don't know exactly what he said but uh i mean it's hard for me to hear too (laughs) <laughs> but uh it was it was something along the lines of uh it's uh he said something about the first race starting that in the first race of the season and hope you're ready for what's to come after this or something like that Jeez. so you don't so seem like a guy that uh you don't seem like a guy that would either instigate that or or be affected by stuff like that no i'm just out there to win i'm not i'm not here to clean anyone out but uh he <laughs> It's kind of like, uh, you know, he he's, it's just something you say out of frustration. I don't blame him. I've been there, but, uh, I don't think he really meant it like that. And if he did, then, uh, it's going to be a long season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, first lap of the main event, you guys are going into that tight turn first and second place and he's to your left and you checked up a bit going into that berm. Was that one of those ways where you and I um, kind of talked about and how was your weekend where you're not going to leave yourself open to get into some kind of first lap incident the same way you did last year? Like, don't run every risk. Like, wait the game out and find your opening. Yeah, so basically I was really confident in my speed and, you know, just just like everything. I was gelling with the track, the bike, and all that. So, um, yeah, I knew he was fired up after the heat race. He he did get I did mess up coming out of the whoops and he was able to get, you know, alongside of me in that rhythm. So I kinda just gave it to him. Uh I felt like at that point, like 
I I can settle in behind Austin. We'll like I'll just check out his lines, and that's basically what I did. I I followed him around the track for ten minutes, and um, yeah, right as I started to you know close up to him to you know make it a race to the finish, uh, he ended up making a mistake. So yeah, the- uh, I felt I felt comfortable just you know being I guess you could say the cat and in the cat and mouse game. So uh-huh. you kind of just follow him and no pressure from behind and i just put all the pressure on him yeah it looked like you were uh very comfortable running his pace behind him yeah it was uh it was good i was in a good position i was like i said i was riding like 80 to 90 percent just you know in my zone clicking off my laps going off his pace and uh, i was planning an attack there at the end when you know i was getting down to crunch time yeah Hey, uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our uh, podcast sponsors, but we'll be back for more with Justin Cooper of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel... uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Welcome back to the Fly Racing Salt Moto Podcast. Uh, we're joined today by Anaheim win, one winner, Justin Cooper. So uh, are you getting used to hearing that now, Anaheim one winner? You know, it's, it's no, I'm not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, still, it's still hard to believe. Uh, to do it at A1 is so special. Like, I've always, you know, looked at that race as, like, you know, the biggest Supercross race of the year and, you know, to get the win there and for, and for it to be my first like it's uh first of all it's a big confidence booster and second of all it's, it's a major achievement for me so mm-hmm. um nothing but good vibes from that from that race and 
you know, I look forward to, you know, carrying the momentum and, you know, how I feel on the bike into next weekend. Mm-hmm. Hey, Justin, in that last lap, um, how was that for you to, to go through that? Did you ease the pace up a little bit and not run the risk of, like, making a big mistake and allowing Dylan a chance to close more ground and just soak the soak the moment in? Yeah, I think the team was telling me I ran, like, 59s every lap, and my last lap was, like, a 104 or something. <laughs> I guess something crazy like that, like... <laughs> I was, I, I knew I had a big gap and I, I kind of wanted to enjoy the moment, like the last lap. And I also didn't want to make a stupid mistake. So I was taking my time around the track. And, um, yeah, it was kind of nice to just, you know, go through the motions the last lap and just soak it all in. Mm-hmm. How, how was the Anaheim one track, in your opinion? Was it a good racetrack, too easy, too hard, too narrow, or, uh, it was probably, I think, probably the best track you ever rode on because you won on it, right? Yeah, it's easy to say that, but uh, I think it was a little bit. It was it was narrow, definitely. But uh, I yeah, I heard a lot of people say it was one line. It's it's uh, obviously it's hard to tell that when when you're up front most of the night. But I'm sure mid pack is you know tough to pass on. So I could see that being a problem, but. Other than that, uh, it started off really awkward, like the track I felt. And as you know, the practices went on, I felt like the track had more of a flow to it, and the main lines got developed and more. You know, it felt more just comfortable, like going around the track. You were able to get more of a flow, and so I think overall, like as the night went on, the track got better, and yeah, I mean, I felt comfortable. Pretty much all day, but definitely towards the end of practice, I started, you know, finding my flow. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, one of the days uh, preseason, I was out at the track, and you guys were uh, testing with the the different uh, starting blocks. And uh, I talked to Will at the race. I'm like, "Hey, what what happened to those starting blocks? I was supposed to keep a secret. Is it, was it just uh, it didn't end up making a difference?" Um. It was it was close. It was it was good and bad. You know, it had it, it had its pros and cons like everything else. But uh, we decided, or at least I did, that I was more comfortable with you know regular st- starting blocks. And um, yeah, we kind of didn't really visit that subject after that. So, oh, was that the uh, only day that you guys messed? Yeah, with that? pretty much. Uh, we we might have tried it one more day, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to go off what you're comfortable with and what you're used to sometimes. So we just fell back on that. Yeah. So how did those work? Your, your feet were on the pegs? Yeah, basically feet were on the pegs and, um, and your toes in front were what was touching. Yeah. But it, it kind of, it wasn't really that easy to balance and all that. So <laughs> I've uh, been scared of uh, clipping the, clipping the sprocket or the, the brake. Yeah, or something. It, it was, it was close. Yeah. It was a little bit weird, but uh, it was cool to try. It was something different. Yeah. So you're a quick draw McGraw with the uh, the fast reflexes, right? With, <laughs> yeah. With the uh, the timing stuff that you had out there, that was pretty. That was pretty impressive yeah. to see all that stuff. And does that stuff can, help? Because you can like try different things and see what it does. Yeah, you can kind of experiment a little bit and you know see where you're at, but uh, it's it's good to you know, learn some stuff about your starting technique. and uh, But at the end of the day, you have to nail your start in, in the races. That's what 
that's what it always comes down to when you're under pressure you have to now you start mm-hmm. hey justin you've been at this a while i mean this is you know second full supercross season third year as a pro are you still finding stuff about your technique or skill that you're figuring out is way faster or is it just little gains here and there i think i'm trying at this point i'm trying to you know put every piece of the puzzle together and and find out what i need to do to become a champion i felt like i've had i've had a good you know year of experience and not saying this is um like the year that i'm going to do it but you know that's that's what i feel like i'm trying to accomplish at this point is you know getting getting to that number one play that's that's the main goal for me so i mean i was trying to get it last year but you know you learn some things along the way that uh you do wrong and you just nothing you can really do about that besides you know get the experience and know what not to do in those situations but other than that yeah it's the same goal every year is going after the number one plates but i think you learn a little bit more each year as a pro and it definitely comes in handy, and it, it shows. Hmm. Hey, uh, uh, you were telling me yesterday that ultimately the choice to go West Coast was was up to you, right? Um, <laughs> it's funny. I thought Will took it to the extreme with the secrecy of who was going to be joining uh, Dylan on the West until the very last minute. But uh, when did you have uh, when did you have a good uh, indication that you were going to do it or when did you decide that you wanted to go west honestly i had the choice after press um but i was preparing for a one for i would say four weeks you know Mm -hmm. everyone everyone has to be ready for a one so no one's like oh my god i'm doing a one i'm not ready like no one's getting ready for east to put it that way yeah so everyone's ready to race a one so it's not like oh my god i'm scared to race west now like i'm not ready it's we're all ready so it's not like uh it's not a big deal like if you get called out to go west so so was uh, uh made were you like you and uh McElrath, like doing rock paper scissors or was he already set on doing east and it was a choice of what you wanted to do uh it was more set up like i was gonna do west and he was gonna do east for a while yeah but it's like I said, nothing's nothing's certain, and you know he's obviously preparing to be ready for A one too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I I wanted to do East in the beginning, but I I've I've gotten a a really good feeling on the bike and just really good in a good place confidence wise. Where coming into A one, I was like, you know, I'm ready to race and I'm. I'm at the point where I'm done. I'm done practicing. I'm done doing motos. I, I feel like I'm at my full potential. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm confident. I'm the bike's ready. We're we're dialed. We did all the testing. We're ready to go racing. So let's just go racing. I think the other big thing with that too is you guys want to be a championship contender outdoors. You won motos last year, so now you're going to have that head start a long time from now to get your outdoor testing out of the way. Right. Yeah. We get like basically over half our season done right off the bat. And, from there we can kind of focus you know that's i feel like this is where the championship you know where the championship's headed after these six rounds i feel so um yeah we see where we're at there if we're if we're still up front in the championship and have a good shot at it we're gonna 
spend time outdoors, but, you know, get back on Supercross and be comfortable at Supercross when we come back to race it. Whereas if we were out of the championship, we'd put all our time into outdoors and not really worry about hopping back onto Supercross too quick. Mm. Hey, what does a first-time winner do the morning after? Well, he gets home at 1 a.m. <laughs> Did you so go to in and out That's a start. Uh, and he doesn't sleep. He sleeps about three hours with waking up and, you know, thinking to see if it's real still. <laughs> and then he wakes up around a six. So then he's tired all day. Uh, I, <laughs> I kinda, can't I, believe it. I kind of thought you'd show up to the, uh, the all day one ride days, since, especially since you're a team specialist. You know, I, I would have if I had uh, an e-bike to ride. But yeah, I wasn't, good for recovery. I wasn't ready to do all that, yeah. all that climbing. <laughs> hey, did you? Uh, did they give you a trophy yet for last night? Yeah, what was up with that podium? Yeah, they gave it to us like five minutes after the podium. Okay. <laughs> I, right at the podium, they gave it to us, yeah. That was a good improv- uh, like improvising with the monster can for champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got that pretty good, I, I felt. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I felt like I nailed that. So what happened? They forgot the uh, something. Did they forget? Yeah, I don't or? know. I don't know. Usually they're they're up there for us, but uh, no one seemed to know what was going on with the trophies. So we kind of were all just standing there, like uh, <laughs> you know, all the cameras are like ready to like take pictures, but we don't got any trophies. So. Yeah. Well, you look good holding up. You know, the number one. Yeah, that'll be a memorable podium photo. Like you yeah. put that next to the trophy and the jersey and the mantle. <laughs> yeah, they posted a couple of podium shots without the trophies and it's like i'm surprised no one's picked up on it like where are the trophies at yeah yeah well cool man uh we're definitely uh super stoked for you and uh it's always exciting when you see someone win and they're obviously super excited mm-hmm. about it you know and so that was that that makes it super cool i mean we've uh we've spent a lot of time around you so we've gotten to know you but you know i think sometimes you come off as like the ice man on tv you know and uh it's cool that you're so pumped yeah and it's really like it's it's really easy to go into that like oh like i'm i'm okay with this like it's not a big deal i just won like i tried to i tried to make it as real as it as i could like for how i was feeling because like let's let's be honest like it's one of the biggest accomplishments in my career so far so mm-hmm. um it was really hard to gather my emotions at that point so quickly but i guess uh you know described how i felt you know during the race and try to describe how i felt going over the finish and just it, it was cool it was a cool experience it's something i'll never forget and you know just a huge stepping stone for me and just to to be looking back on it a day later is 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 just so cool to to just keep thinking about it and you know it brings a smile to your face every time mm-hmm. and it kind of like takes some stress off your shoulder in a way like you you're kind of questioning like am i ready am i am i fast enough all this stuff and it's it's good to just get it out of the way mm-hmm. well we'll have to uh ask you how the second win feels after that one then you will have to do that too <laughs> right up <laughs> Right on, Justin. Well, hey, have a uh, have a great week of uh, training, and uh, Anton will catch up with you next week in St. Louis. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Right. See you, buddy. Bye, bye. See ya. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. 
Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.